Football's back, and Q was on the scene watching everything go down in Canton, Ohio with the Hall of Fame game. We'll talk about what happened there, talk about the Hall of Fame, what it's like in Canton, Ohio right now, as well as, of course, the major stories out there. Deshaun Watson, Roger Goodell is going to be deciding what the appeal is and more about Brian Flores and the, the, how, the how the Dolphins were punished this week. All right here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my co-host, your boy Q. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're doing it here. Uh, and as you can see, Q's not in his normal atmosphere. He's out in the wild. Right yes, now. sir. <laughs> this man is. This man is in Canton, Ohio. Q, you sat through the storm delay. You saw the game between all the backups, except Josh Jacobs, apparently. Um, and we saw the Raiders with a decisive victory, 27-11. to 11. Uh, But what were just your feeling of just finally seeing some, fo- some football action, some teams face off against each other? Yes, it's Jake Luton and, and Jason Stidham and a bunch of guys that no one's <laughs> really going to care too much Put some about. respect on Jared Stidham's name, damn it. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, sorry for that. You're right. I, I'm, I, should be, I, should, I should be prefacing, you know, former, former teammate of Tom Brady, Jared Stidham. There you go. And, and, and all that stuff. But. It was, you know, there, it was still nice to see some football on, on the tube. Uh, the Raiders were very dominant early on. They, they they put Josh Jacobs out there. I don't know why they put Josh. I want to ask, what what was Josh Jacobs doing on the field? I'm sitting, hey, that's my fantasy running back. Don't get him hurt. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Josh McDaniels told us after the game that there's certain things that you can't replicate in practice, and that has to do with running backs getting hit and being able to take hits and ball security. And so he put all the running backs out there, every single one of them. And, you know, the starting offensive line outside the left, tackle also played uh, for the Raiders last night. So, I mean, they're getting these guys as much burn as possible, and if you're going to go back and look at the Patriots in the past and what they've done with their starters in the preseason, they've played some of their guys and given them a little bit of burn. There was defensive players that were out there, offensive guys that were out there, obviously not a Derek Carr or Devontae Adams sighting, but uh, they had some guys out there getting a little bit of burn in that Hall of Fame game, so that was kind of the explanation behind Jacobs. He got, what, about five or six carries, and he looked pretty good, and yep. for a guy that uh, you know didn't get his fifth-year option picked up, that's a that's just more good film out there that he's uh, advertising for the other thirty one teams in the league. Five carries for thirty yards, two catches for fourteen yards. Q, I wanted to ask you though, who who stood out to you? Like a person that like you weren't expecting, or maybe you know, were looking to see something of who stepped up and you were like, whoa, that was huge. Um, I you know I'll say this, and it's funny. I, I started this whole thing off talking about putting some respect on Jared Stidham's name. I think Jared Stidham did a really good job. You know, and and look, nobody uh, has any kind of delusion that Derek Carr is not going to be the starter because we all know that he will be the starter. But I've been looking at who the backup quarterback's going to be, you know, because you don't need a backup until you do, right? And so I think that, uh, you know, Jarrett Stidham, he took a step forward last night as far as uh, taking that that backup quarterback position. And, of course, the Raiders, they traded for him with the Patriots for a reason because he's familiar with Josh McDaniels' offense. And I think that he showed that he's familiar with the offense by uh, going out there and being pretty effective last night. So I think Jarrett Stidham took a nice uh, step in the right direction. And I also think, you know, we talked about the running back position. I think the fourth round pick out of Georgia, Zamir White. I think he uh, mm-hmm. he ran downhill with a purpose. He had 11 
carries for like 50-something yards. Uh, he looked pretty yep. good as well. So uh, I, I liked uh, Zamir White. And I'll say this, a little side note on Zamir. After the game, we were back in the locker room, by the way. How fantastic okay. is that to be back in the locker room, right? The first time mm-hmm. since COVID hit, we've been back in the locker room. Uh, he was like a kid on Christmas, man. I mean, you could just tell that that kid loves to play ball. He, he was just up there smiling ear to ear. Finally, I said, Man, what does football mean to you, dude? I mean, it just seems like you love ball. And he said, man, ball and my horses, ball and my horses. It's, it, it's just like that. So uh, not only does he like to uh, play ball, uh, not only is he a, a really good running back, just came off a national championship with Georgia, but he's also a country boy as well with some, a couple of horses. So there you go. <laughs> little side note on Samir White. He's a country boy that appreciates his horses. Oh, that's awesome. It's glad, it's glad to hear that stuff. But Q, not just the game. I want to get the get the sense from you. What's the vibe right now in Canton? You know, there's a Hall of Fame class about to be inducted. Tony yeah. Baselli, uh is a long time off. Of, he was a guy that I felt should have been in uh, years ago. And, it, you know, so it's always exciting to see. I think Leroy Butler, yeah. you, know, you know, Sam Mills. This is a, this is an interesting class. Dick Vermeule. What was, what's been the vibe? Just, you know, have you gotten a chance to talk to any of the inductees? You know, what's what's the setting, you know, before everyone kind of gets inducted this weekend? Well, the vibe is awesome, man. It's Canton, Ohio. And, and you know, what that means when you just say the name. I mean, you say Canton, Ohio, you think of the Hall of Fame, right? 362 right. people are inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, there are 362 busts in the Hall of Fame. And think about how many players have played this game, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it right now. On every roster, there's 90 guys. So basically, you could take one division currently right now, and that would be about the players that are in the Hall of Fame. So it just lets you know yep. it's the elite of the elite. And you cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are have plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame. I cover the Raiders. They have plenty, including Cliff Branch is going in uh, this weekend. I know he's not here to smell the roses and, and get the flowers, but at least his family's here to soak that in. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it's. You just realize what this game is all about when you get here and see the elite of the elite and guys walking around with their gold jackets, uh, previous classes walking around just proud. And uh, it's just it's a fraternity that you can never be taken out of. You know, they cannot ever strip that from you. Once you're a Hall of Famer, you're a HOFer for life. And so uh, it's just it's something that I really soak in and appreciate every time I get an opportunity to come here. This is the third year I've been able to be here, second year in a row. So I'm very blessed. I don't know. Uh, the next Raider that's going to go into the Hall of Fame, so I probably won't be back for a while. But it's it's great to be here while you can. It absolutely is awesome to to see. I've never been to Canton, Ohio. Mm. I've always had to. I've, I've had some opportunities, but they've always been clunked up by work and other things I do. Um, so I'm glad you get to get that experience. I'm glad you're giving our our, our readers the ex- our listeners, excuse me, the experience. Uh, this is what happens when you do print and uh, radio. <laughs> Palomalu was uh, put in up. last year. You, that, that was your opportunity. You could have been here for Troy. I could have been. You, you had Troy. Uh, I think he had Fanica and Cower. Like, yep. he, like we've yeah. Steelers have had a lot, and and, oh, and they got more coming because 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 uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be up in five years. I think if you played in Pittsburgh, I think somewhere in your contract, it's like, oh, and by the way, we're going to drive you up the street and put you up in that that building called the Hall. <laughs> Pretty much, as, as as long as you win a couple Super Bowls, right? You, know, you you go you go you go and get in there, absolutely. Um, and it, it the Steelers do have twenty seven. I think the Bears have the most with thirty. Wow. Um, and the I think it's the I think it's the the Bears, the Packers, and the Steelers are the top three teams with the most Hall of Famers in, um, and 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 I'm saying right here and now I know only Steelers fans are going to get this reference, but L.C. Greenwood needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Man has the most sacks in Super Bowl games in the history of this game. He was part of the Steel Curtain. There's only one member of the Steel Curtain defensive line that's in the Hall of Fame, and, and Mean Joe Green. L.C. needs to go in. It's a travesty that every year that he is not put in the Hall of Fame. Rest in peace to L.C. Me, mean anyway, Joe Green. Me. Hold on, man. I got. 
to give some love. When you say Mean Joe Green, you got to say the Temple, Texas proud, man. Uh, Temple, yes, Texas, yes, man. Yes, I ain't mad at that, man. Mean Joe Green is my guy. <laughs> so there you go. Absolutely. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about things that have been going on this week because the Hall of Fame game was nice. It was ceremonial. Yeah. It's the sense that football's coming back. It's right but around the corner. there was some real news that happened. We know about Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension recommendation from the judge. That that appeal is being happened, and we'll talk about who's handling that appeal, how we see that's going to go down in just a second here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. But first, got to talk to you guys about Dave. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when ex- unexpected expenses come up. But Dave, a new banking app, is here to help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, to buy a wedding gift, to catch up on bills, anything you need in a pinch you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups and there's no interest and no credit check needed millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash so if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help download dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E, Dave. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. We're back here on the Friday edition. We're back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. And uh, we're talking, of course, about this uh, this situation with Deshaun Watson. It's not over. People thought it was over with the six-game the six game suspension. And there was a big question. Would the NFL appeal this? Would they say, you know what? We're not taking that. And a lot of people thought, okay, they're just going to let this go because they need to get this out of the way before the season. And I didn't think they would appeal. But apparently, <laughs> they are appealing. Right. And... The really the appeal and the appeals process has always, I thought, been a joke in the NFL because it's really just like, oh, you, you didn't like what we did. Okay, now we're just going we're going to appeal to myself, right. and I'm going to tell you what it, what it is. But at least there was a there was a third party judge in this situation who made their own determinations. But Q, I don't know about you, it just seemed weird to me that in this judge's decisions, they're like, yes, Deshaun Watson was egregious. Yes, this was a violation. Yes. You know, this was this was this was on the lines of assault. The, this was very very wrong. Right. But six games, and, and it's just like, okay, you're 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 admitting that he knowingly did these things, that he was guilty of doing these things. Right. That 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 in, in in evidence that's been given to you, it's it is determined that he was guilty of doing these things, these these acts, and you're still going to go with six games. That's where I think the NFL is trying to step in. They're like, listen. If we if we just go with the six games, if this if this, if he plays in week seven, and that that's all it's going to be, be be the talk. As much as the Browns could be the could be the biggest story in the NFL for how good their their roster can be, they that can all get swept away if this isn't taken seriously, and the whole season can get swept up in women and people who yeah. are concerned about women's rights and their ability to just live freely without being assaulted, and not and not having these things happen. All of that could be put thrown up thrown up into every conversation with the NFL if this isn't taken seriously. What's your opinion or what's your take on 
Goodell in the, in the NFL, they're, they're, how they're going to handle this appeal process. Well, you know, I, I thought that it was, you know, terrible that it was only a six-game suspension, you know, regardless. But for every reason you just mentioned, it was just really strange to me and bizarre that six games was what they decided with. So I, I thought that they would appeal, but then it seemed like they were taking a long time. And then when they decided to appeal, I thought, okay, here you go. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But, um, yeah, it, it's this is uh, something that I know many women that either cover the NFL or just love the NFL were all very offended and felt some kind of yep. way about because it's like, wait, hold on. How could you say that, yeah, this guy did this, that, and the other, but it wasn't violent, so you only gave him six games? Like, none of that to me made any sense. So it was it was not – it was very bizarre to me. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this uh, appeal goes, but I feel like this is a situation that Deshaun cannot win. I think it's going to take – I think it's going to be long and drawn out. Uh, I, I go back to, like, Zeke Elliott and Tom Brady and all these injunctions and functions and stunctions and – Anything that ends in shun, you know, I mean, I feel like that that's going to happen a lot and uh, we're going to hear about it and it's going to take a long, drawn out process. But I don't think it's the situation that Sean Watson can uh, can win, but I think he's going to try to fight it as much as possible. That's the thing. You know, his side is still saying, hey, there shouldn't be any suspension. But it, it's so weird because, you know, he's saying, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I still haven't done anything wrong. I don't know what the problem is here. Meanwhile, uh, the judge, Sue Robinson, was like, was, was looking at it and he's like yeah he's not admitting any guilt here but the browns are saying oh he's deshaun watson is remorseful he's not remorseful <laughs> no. he thinks he's innocent right and and again it'd be one thing if just said, hey this didn't happen but like there was some gray lines here and we're just gonna give a suspension because you know there were some questions here no right. in the in the in the report you can you can read i think it's like what 16 pages you can yeah, read 15. it and say like okay this stuff happened. All the people that are saying, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Guess what? The judge is saying there was evidence. The judge has also said, you know, hey, I'm going off of how the NFL does its rulings and does its punishments. I'm going to say six games because that seems to be the history. But as you know, Q, the NFL, their precedent doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. They do whatever they, whatever they want, whatever yeah. they want. Right. And I think this is part of the biting back on it. Like the judge said, hey, looking at how you've punished people in the past, this is what you should do. And I know a lot of people are saying, okay, so do that. If you're a Browns fan, you're saying, okay, then follow that precedent. But I think the problem is that everyone else had is like that precedent has always been wrong. Ben Roethlisberger should have gotten more games. You know, there should have been, there should have been a lot of people that got more games over time. So it's like, Hey, either we keep being wrong or we own up and say, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do the right, do this the right way. We're going to do a full year. We're going to actually, you know, again, a, a, an anonymous, anonymous NFL executive told ESP. I think it was Jeremy Fowler when he, who wrote this, um, you know, that if if the NFL doesn't take this seriously, people are going to look what happened to Trevor Bauer and how he's missing two whole seasons right. in Major League Baseball for yep. very similar contact, but uh, conduct, but a lot less in volume. There's uh, it, 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 he got a two full season. And if that happens and the NFL doesn't even come close to that, even if it's even if it's just one year or even if it's less than one year that it's going to paint a bad light on the NFL and it's going to cause a backlash that the league does not need. That to me, I think is where the league's coming from. They're like, look, we're losing. I just, my mic just fell down. We're losing. <laughs> that's how, that's how fired up you get. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. They, the mic's like, hey, Chris, you coming with the heat. I don't, I don't have that right now. <laughs> um, but my point is, is that they're looking at major league baseball and what literally just happened a couple months ago. And they're like, we can't be on the other side of this. And again, this isn't about right and wrong as much for the NFL as it is much about how much money will we lose if we handle this the wrong way. Right. And I mean, the thing for me is you can't, if you're the NFL, say that we care about women and we respect women and, you know, hey, we, uh, you know, appreciate, we want to lift up women's voices, this, that, and the others, you know, say the company line and then go out and suspend a guy that, uh, you know, um, 
is accused of all these sexual assaults and, and the judge said that, hey, he didn't go into these sessions with therapy on his mind. He went to these sessions with sexual acts on his mind. Like, if that's what you find, how could you only say that the guy is going to get suspended six games? Like, it's just ridiculous. And, again, I, I just I've, I've talked to so many different women and heard from so many different women that love the NFL or cover the NFL that just are, were blown away, just couldn't believe it. So uh, I don't think that there'll ever be a suspension where everyone's going to say, hey, that's perfect, that, that fits. But, I mean, six games feels like a slap on the wrist. And so they've got to be able to do something. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen at the end of the day, uh, but I think that they're going to try to push for that indefinite suspension of at least a year. And then on top of that, a fine as well, because there was no fine that was even given out. So uh, it, just, right. it just felt like it was very not a big deal. Like, hey, we're doing something, but we're not really doing something. Right. And, and I think that's the message here is that the, the NFL needs to act like they're taking this seriously and if there's just a six game suspension where this guy loses maybe three hundred thousand dollars they're not right. getting that um and uh it, it's kind of ironic that this is happening alongside what's going on with the miami dolphins um because i think that's another serious topic where yeah. people are looking at you know are you taking this seriously and who's getting covered up for and i want to say this because uh my, my guy wes euler he's a host on steeler nation radio um you know no, uh, wait, wait, one of our shows yeah, there's there is there's there, it was founded not. before raider nation radio, definitely so not in a, your face it's definitely not a real it was, thing. it's always been a thing listen, i respect listen, it but it's not a real thing we're talk. We're talking as friends here, and you're trying to insult our heritage over here in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I, I, respect, res, <laughs> <laughs> I, I respectfully ask, sir, that you do not disrespect my heritage. I guess, I'll, have to, I, I'll have to. You're you're close enough to me that I could drive for about an hour and get to you. So right. I will find you. That's right. That's right, Liam Nielsen. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me take a step back. I don't want to offend the heritage. <laughs> Anyways, but my man Wes Euler works for Steelers Nation Radio. He comes on Locked On Steelers all the time, and he said a very good thing. He's like, all the people that are bringing up, oh, you know, the the, the games, oh, the you know, the, the comparing it to all these things that aren't about the women who've been, you know, who who've been violated here. You're missing the point. Right. This isn't about you. This isn't about your fantasy league. This isn't about you know, you know, oh, who's going to get the competitive advantage. Right. This is about hey. We got to tell these women like, hey, we we, we got to tell women across the world, any woman that watches this to say, hey, we do take these things seriously. And like you said, I can't tell you how many women reporters, women, women, people, people that work in the NFL that are women, uh, you know, women fans who are just who are sitting here and thinking like, do I do I matter? Do I do, am I important at all here? Right. Because apparently not, because apparently if, if a if a guy, if he makes enough money, if he's a quarterback with enough stature in the right part of his career and he does these things. I'm, I just got to take it. That's not what the NFL wants to send as a message here. And I think that is the that's the over, overarching thing here. Don't this isn't about, you know, oh, we're going to, you know, who's going to be fair and, you know, how's the AFC North really going to play out with right. the suspension? This is about, hey, we got to send the right, right message about you. If you're an NFL player, you cannot do these things to women. So, uh, again, I, I, th I think the, the NFL their their minds are still, hey, how can we best, you know, take care of our money here and make sure it doesn't get messed up? Even so, I'm hoping for once they do the right thing. We'll talk about we'll talk more about the NFL doing the right thing because there were some other things that were doled out. The Miami Dolphins got their suspend their their their, uh, their uh, punishment of losing draft picks. I want to talk about that specific situation with Q because I thought that was funky and there was some interesting stuff that came out through that 
with the Brian Flores lawsuit and how that went down. We'll talk all about all that in just a minute here. But first, we got to talk about betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Major League Baseball is well underway. And if you're one of those junkies who likes to bet on even the Hall of Fame game, which <laughs> how do you predict the Hall of Fame game with all these backups that nobody knows we about? Did. It's we did. beyond me. We did it successfully on Locked on Bets. Just a cheap plug oh, for the no. show. Lee Sterling oh, uh, no. picked that one. The Raiders were favored by a, a point and a half. And you see the one they won 27-11. So it doesn't matter if it's regular season or preseason, Chris. You can still win money with BetOnline.net. So I'm just saying uh, they're, they're, they're uh, great. And, and by the way, check out Locked on Bets with Lee Sterling and myself because we're going to help you win money even in the preseason. Good and and they good do it plug. Get letting you know all those betonline.net odds. Uh, I, I had a friend who bet the over on this game, and I thought thirty. You think thirty and a half points is going to happen in a in a in the Hall of Fame game? You're clowning. And lo and behold, thirty eight points. So they, 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 they hit. But if you if you went on bet online, mm-hmm. you'd know about those odds and you'd get ready. So get ready for a preseason football as well as regular season football right on betonline.net. Your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the in the action when you visit bet online where the game starts back here in the locked on nfl podcast i'm chris carter he's your boy q we're wrapping up the friday episode and q we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the miami dolphins yeah and, yeah. and, and this in this situation um so of course, if you're fo- if you're following along, the Miami Dolphins they were docked several draft picks, um, and when you looked at that, they lost a first rounder, they lost they lost a bunch a bunch of them, and it comes out and it wasn't entirely sure, you know what it was what it was for. Initially, a lot of people were like, "Oh wow, is this from the Brian Flores right. uh, situation?" Because they they saw tampering, and you're thinking, "Well, tampering? Well, shoot, you know that's that's that, that, that they they you know Brian Flores alleged that they told him to." Uh, to 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 lose games on purpose, right, you tank. know, to, to to tank, to tank, and, you know, and that's uh, uh, and and that's that situation. But you know, they lose the first round pick. Stephen Ross has docked a million and a half uh, uh, dollars uh, based off of this, but not based off of that, but based off of tampering to try to get Tom Brady. With talking to Tom Brady while his contract wasn't up in New England, and uh, and going over that situation, and basically, and also Sean Payton right. in, in there as well. So they find them guilty of that. But in their investigation, and this, this was interesting because I saw a lot of people that have been calling Brian Flores a lot of names and <laughs> saying he's a liar and he's right. an upstart. They're saying, oh, this, the, the NFL said that, hey, we're not finding the, the Dolphins guilty of intentionally tanking. Um, so a lot of people was like, oh, see, Brian Flores was wrong and he is a liar and right. it didn't happen. Except if you read the actual uh, the actual report or the, the, the statement that they released, they're saying that he that Stephen Ross or the, the Dolphins, they did ask Brian Flores to lose games, but it was considered a joke, which <laughs> it tells me this entire statement, this entire decision is a joke right. to come to, to be able to come out and say that and say, oh, yeah, the NFL. Yeah, we're not liable. We're we're, we're judging ourselves. And this is the exact same thing with the appeal process. Right. When we give a decision, who are you going to appeal to? You're going to appeal to us. So we're going to say the same thing we said the first time anyways, unless we find out, oh, this couldn't hurt us. The NFL didn't doesn't want this tanking thing to be a thing. They have to push this lawsuit to the side. I thought it was a joke that they that they were going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady tampering bad, tanking 
that was a joke. That wasn't real. Come on, Q. <laughs> well, the, look, the thing about it is, and, and we just did a, 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 a live read for betonline.net, right? It all boils down to the gambling money. So what Brian Flores alleged is that, you know, hey, the owner was going to pay him to basically yep. uh, lose games. And so what does that do? That compromises games, and that compromises money. That compromises what's going on in Las Vegas as far as odds. So if the NFL, who makes money on top of money, hands over fist as far as gambling yep. money goes if they thought that the general public would think that there's any way that these games were compromised and their yep. money was compromised Betting it's all over game. it's all over so that's why they're like yeah this happened this happened this happened we're gonna take you uh we're gonna take a first round pick for that we're gonna take a third round pick for that but that never happened this would never happen right. in this league because we're on the up and up and your money is safe with us so at the end of the day the nfl uh we say it stands for not for long but it stands for money <laughs> NFL <laughs> equals money, yeah. and they're always going to protect their money, and that's exactly why the tanking wasn't uh, actually uh, really talked about except for a joke in air quotes because, as you mentioned, that is a joke in air quotes. That is a joke. Um, I, I, it's, yeah. just, it's just it's so stupid, and I'm like – like. I, if you read that and like, like, do you think I'm stupid when right. I, when, when you put that out there? Uh, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. I was listening on, onto the uh, uh, to the Dan Lebertard show, and they were reading. And these guys are Dolphins fans. Right. They're like, these are guys that they're based in Miami, and they're just like, here's the NFL statement, and they just say BS, 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 BS. I'm like, yes, that is how I read that too. It's like we anybody reading that who has any brain cells is like, okay, you're just covering for them, and it just it shows to me, Q, that again. They're 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 trying like you said they're trying to protect the betting money and I get it that's a huge influx of the money and it's great for the sport the money is helping the salary cap go up that's why these teams that we're seeing these these bigger bigger contracts every single year because the betting money's there the TV's money there they're they're about to dip into streaming who knows how much money is going to flow into the league from that and I'm not saying that it's bad that that more money goes to the NFL but when someone does something wrong and you see what's what's going on there and you know that it's going wrong I, I'm just don't protect them don't lie for them. Be like, you know what? Yeah, Steve, y- y'all messed up, and this is what needs to happen, and we're gonna clean up this game. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they gotta protect the integrity of gambling. Right. They gotta protect. They gotta protect their dollars. That comes before any sense of righteousness, which again goes back to my Deshaun Watson point. It ain't about being right. It's about making sure they come out in a better light so that they don't lose any money in the, from the situation. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's all about protecting the almighty dollar. And the NFL is a is a money-making machine for a reason. Salary caps go up for a reason. It's because of the gambling money. I mean, the streaming money as well, but the gambling money is what's driving all the revenue for the league. And so uh, they've embraced it. Remember, at one point, it was like, no, no, no. Now it's like, yes, yes, yes. Come on in. And they're going to always protect that. And so uh, I think that it was pretty much of a joke, as we said a couple times, that they did didn't find the tanking to be a real thing, but at the end of the day, they want to make sure they look okay. You know, hey, they probably took uh, Stephen Ross out back and was like, hey, dude, hey, man, don't be saying some stuff like that that could be on the record anymore because that's going to make us look bad, and now we have to go out and protect you as they protect Daniel Snyder in uh, D.C. or whatever they're doing with his situation. It all ends up boiling back down to money, man. Every one of these situations you see always goes back to the almighty dollar, and that's just exactly what the NFL is all about at the end of the day. So uh, Brian Flores clearly was right, most likely on all accounts. You know, obviously I wasn't mm-hmm. there, so I can't say 100% fact that, hey, this happened, but uh, pretty much what I what I learned this week is that what Brian Flores said was going on in Miami. Yep, that's what, if, if anything, it's like, hey, we're not punishing, but yeah, this, this right. did happen, we're just not going to publicly acknowledge it, we're going to push this under the rug, and hey, look, football! There's football out there, <laughs> right. so watch the football and don't pay attention to the things over there. Pay attention, to, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Right. Um, but uh, point, point being, 
we know this is ridiculous. But again, both decisions coming down to money and it's often easy. I, I think the NFL has made it so easy to read between the lines as to what actually going on in certain situations and how they're actually thinking in these boardrooms where they're making these decisions. But a lot more to come with a lot of this stuff. We'll right. see what the actual punishment is for Deshaun Watson. We'll see how things play out with the Miami Dolphins because they're in a situation where if you're if you're the Miami Dolphins, like okay, now you are in win now mode. Your right. next your, your draft your draft pick next year is gone. You lose a also lost a third rounder. You need to strike while the iron's hot. To a situation with Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill, they got to explode. And if they don't, it, it's going to put a hurt piece on them. Especially if that draft pick ends up being what could have been like if they're bad yeah. this year, and that, yep. and that ends up being a missed top ten draft pick situation. Uh, it's crazy. I also saw this stat cue before we go. I thought this was kind of funny. There are three first round picks that have been forfeited in the history of the NFL. One for Spygate, one for Deflategate, and one for Tampering Gate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They, and they all no they all go back to Brady. They all go back to Tom Brady. <laughs> and somehow each time, Tom Brady is squeaky clean. Had nothing to do with nothing. And I thought this was a really good point. I was again listening to the Levitard show. Uh they do a great job breaking stuff down. Someone brought up a great point. They said, like, Tom Brady is not innocent in this tampering stuff. He was just as involved in these conversations yep. as anybody else. Yep. So what is happening there? And it's just it's really interesting to see to see it's like, oh yeah, by the way, once again, he was in the center of this major controversy that an NFL team's gonna lose a draft pick over, but he's not he's not guilty. No. Right. And it, it's 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 always funny to me to see how how that how that plays out. But you know irony i guess in a sense well i'll say this too if you're Tua and you're coach mcdaniel there in miami how are you feeling right i mean because you obviously aren't option a b or c i mean you know i mean they wanted right. tom brady just going, there they, yeah they wanted tom brady back in 2019 i mean that's when they started talking to tom brady and obviously wanted sean payton as well so uh, if you don't have a really good season do they go and try to push again and try to get brady do they try to get sean payton out of retirement because everyone knows he's going to be back on the sidelines somewhere next year so does coach mcdaniel is he one and done in, in miami possibly with those weapons uh, it's you know it's it's almost a lot of pressure, and right now is probably not the time that you want to add pressure uh, as this guy as a first time head coach is trying to put together his roster in training camp. We we thought the Dolphins looked different this year. They could <laughs> look even more different yes. next year. Is the crazy to think about. But again, we'll keep you up to date with all the happenings there with the Dolphins and of course with the Browns suspension situation with Deshaun Watson right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We got different hosts every day of the week. Chris Carter and your boy Q here wrapping up the week on every Friday. Q, let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Man, everything you can find is always on my Twitter account. I like to go ahead and keep everyone updated at your boy Q254. As you know, Locked On Raiders, Locked On NFL with Chris, and then Locked On Bets with Lee Sterling as well. So uh, I got dibbling and dabbling into a little bit of everything. That's how you keep the party rolling. That's how I stay up with the NFL and try to make that almighty dollar. I just don't make very many of them. <laughs> you and me both, brother. You and me both. But I'm Chris I'm Chris Carter. Uh, you can, I'm, I'm a co-host here on the Locked On Fridays, Locked On NFL with, with Q. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. I also host the Locked On Steelers show, just like Q hosts the Locked On Raiders show that you can find, just like you find this show, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, all the free ways to get podcasts. They are available. You can check us out daily, Monday through Friday, breaking down our teams and everything like that. You can also, uh, you will be able to read my work soon on the 15th at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I will be a new writer on the Pitt Athletics Beat, so I'll nice. be there covering the backyard brawl and everything. It's going to be a fun time doing that, as well as doing my Locked On Steelers responsibilities. Q, thanks for joining me every week. Audience, thank you for joining, for, for joining us every week. We'll be back next week with more breaking down the NFL and what else went crazy. Hey, we'll have even more preseason football coming at you. We'll see you then.